0: To on the block with Stricken Bach on 937 The Ticket and the
1: here on the block on a Wednesday for you on 93.7 The Ticket. Myself, Jake Falkleman in studio and Eric Strickland joining us now on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline as he is uh, a bit of a travel day, but he's still making some time for us here on the block. Strick, you're still there with us? Yes, sir. All right. Just double checking, making sure. I didn't want to promote it if you weren't there. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. We'll get into, uh, well, if you're just into into gambling, into favorites, uh, the six schools actually have been favored to win every game in the regular season this upcoming college football season. So we'll give you those names here in a second. Uh, But something else that was kind of making the rounds here today on the NFL uh, Jets head coach Robert Salah said that Joe Flacco could be a starting quarterback in this league. And of course, years ago, there was always that argument of is Joe Flacco elite well Flacco's elite days or you know even his best days uh, are past him that's for sure uh he has uh, since leaving uh Baltimore in 2018 he is 2 and 11 as a starter with a 27 to 14 touchdown to interception ratio so not a bad touchdown to interception ratio just not winning the games when you kind of think about it there there's also been some reports maybe he's looking a little bit better uh than uh, their current starter right now Zach Wilson but they drafted him pretty high last year you look at his numbers last year not much better, three and ten as a record as a starter last season. Nine touchdowns to eleven interceptions. Uh, Strick, would you feel comfortable with the with Joe Flacco starting uh, with for your franchise this year? I think he's still got some magic in him? Ah,
0: uh, Joe Flacco was a management type of guy. I mean, I I think if you're going to do that, you'd much rather have a younger Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it's yeah, pretty much the similar style of. Quarterback that you had, you know Joe Flacco. He just managed the game. Just didn't make, try not to make mistakes and, and get himself in trouble. There wasn't much that uh, he didn't. He wasn't very mobile. He didn't do anything specific. He didn't have like a killer strong arm. He just was able to make the basic plays. And they used the run game, you know. Obviously, your Ray Rice's, and they had real good run games at that time. And, and and he used that to his advantage to be able to work off the play action, but. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I think
1: his time has passed. Yeah, I think so too. There was that. There was that year, that Super Bowl year. Now, all the way back in 2012, it's kind of crazy to think it's been that long. Uh, when he threw 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions in their playoff run, as a, obviously they went four and zero and won the Super Bowl that year. So he had some stretching in his career, but uh, I think it's been a little bit. It's he, been a while. able
0: to help him out too. I oh mean, yeah. There are situations where you didn't have very far to go. The defense was just that good.
1: Yeah. For
0: them, I mean, if you you couldn't score, which it was very tough with those defenses that they had in Baltimore, that, uh, you know, they weren't going to, like, beat you by much. But at the end of the day, they didn't have to.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of crazy to think. I mean, it's funny, too. Again, here on Tom Brady's birthday, uh, you know, to think that Joe Flacco's a little bit past his prime, maybe, you know, uh, four years past his prime. You look at him, he's 37 years old, which, you know, that's kind of old for a quarterback. But then there's Tom Brady over there still getting it done eight years older. Uh, just, again, shows to... to. I, I mean, I I know there's a lot of people that don't like Tom Brady. He's ruined a lot of, a lot of people's playoff runs and their fandoms over the years. But uh, still, you have to respect... What what he's able to do out there as all these other quarterbacks kind of age. Maybe we'll see Joe Flacco start a game this year for the Jets but either way, I don't think that's good news for the Jets. Hopefully, for their sake, they can get Zach Wilson you know, kind of focused in on football and and get going there because it was not a great rookie season for him. Uh, But to be fair, it was not a great rookie season for a lot of quarterbacks last year outside of maybe Mac Jones uh, who was able to certainly, like you were saying, kind of game manage his way into having somewhat of a successful season there for the Patriots. Uh, Quickly I, did, I brought this up too um, the, there are uh, six teams that are favored in every regular season game this year in college football Strick I don't know why, uh, why I'm doing this to you but uh, over the last uh, segment here I've made you guess these things so go ahead and, and give a guess I don't expect you to get all six because there's some very difficult ones in here uh, but do you have any idea of who those college football teams would be that are favored in every game
0: um, I would have to say Ohio State Yeah. Um. Let's see, Utah.
1: There you go. Pulled that um, one out. I don't think everybody would get that
0: one. Utah, maybe because of the conference they play. Air, Air Force.
1: Oh, there you go. Um, yeah.
0: Oh shoot, Michigan. No, can't be because they got they face each other. Oh uh, my, no. Uh, Alabama. There you go. And... Clemson?
1: Oh, no Clemson on the list. Clemson's not favored in every game.
0: Those are the the ones
1: that I think I could get. Yeah, those are good guesses, Uh, especially Air Force. I'm particularly impressed with that. uh, Long live the triple option offense. Uh, Georgia actually doesn't play Alabama this year in the regular season, so they are also favored in every one of their games, the defending champs. They open up with Oregon, so that should be an interesting one against their former defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning. Uh, So that'll be interesting. Also, I think the most interesting one here for Nebraska's sake, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, who's probably going to preseason top 10 team. We've talked ad nauseum over the offseason about, you know, at least in the last 22 years, 23 years, maybe. Uh, This is probably where Oklahoma is their most gettable. But at the same time, they're just—they don't have a whole lot of—they uh, don't have a lot of like preseason All Big Twelve players or anything like that, but they're still the kings of the Big Twelve, at least in Vegas eyes. Maybe it's just the brand, it's the sustainability they've had over the years. But Oklahoma currently favored in all their regular season games.
0: Wow, yeah, that 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 would have thrown me. I wouldn't have got that. That was that was a, that was one that throws me a curveball right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and hopefully Nebraska can knock them off their pedestal before they get into uh, conference play there for the Sooners as they uh, will visit uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, obviously, the much-anticipated game, uh, and, uh, and it would just be great. You know, Nebraska... You know, part of this uh, downstretch has been frustrating because they they did in this in this least last couple of years schedule Colorado schedule Oklahoma the games that you want to see more than any uh, in the non-conference slate and Nebraska didn't get a win against Colorado and so far hasn't been Oklahoma you at least want to say scoreboard to somebody as they as you don't play them for the next couple of years and Nebraska does have Oklahoma signed uh, ready to play I think 2029 20, and 2030 maybe be 28 and 29 either way uh, you'd like to at least Get one victory heading into that series, and then the other part of it is: who knows what college football is going to look like in seven years? Are you going to be? Are you going to see that game? Are SEC teams right. going to play Big Ten teams at that point in time, right. or is it going to be conference only? Right. Is, are they all going to be in the same conference? You know, who knows what that's going to look like?
0: Yeah, we have no clue what the next ten years is going to look like in college football, and I think that's one of the most interesting things about it.
1: Yeah, and as as they make that split too, you just kind of wonder there's a lot of Rivalries that have been heard over the years, and of course, Nebraska, Oklahoma near the top with conference Alignment all the way back to win uh, Texas. And, and those all those teams came over from, from the Southwestern Conference, split up Nebraska and Oklahoma, uh, and then Oklahoma just does whatever Texas wants to from then on, which is fair enough. I mean, uh, I call Oklahoma, you know, I, I don't buy their their uh, rivalry quite with Texas as much as they say because off the field, Oklahoma will do whatever Texas does, might as well call them daddy. Uh, but uh, they on the field, they get get some wins, uh, but uh, off the field, they just do whatever Texas does, but that's the brand of Texas, you know, and Texas has nearly ruined college football with that brand, it certainly ruined the Nebraska-Oklahoma rivalry, uh, but at least we'll see a little bit of that come back to play this uh, in Lincoln, which you, you can't wait for that, so uh, we'll take one more break here on the black. oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one, I'm, I'm
0: looking forward and glad to be back when that one's coming back alive.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think of all the games that are anticipated this year, I think that's got to be the top one. I mean, you just because you don't, you don't play Oklahoma every year. Um, you know, you'd love to get uh, the, the losing streaks to Iowa or Wisconsin knocked off. Uh, playing in the big uh, house at any time, you know, playing against Michigan, much less coming off a playoff appearance, uh, is going to be awesome. But anytime you get Harbaugh and Frost going at each other, you know, there's a bit of a rivalry there. Those games have been kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, that Oklahoma game, man, uh, just it, – it's almost – you know, it's therapeutic more so than just the, you know, kind of getting the, the your first big win under Frost or whatever and getting this, this, this kind of thrown together, at least in my mind, kind of thrown together experiment, last-ditch effort to keep Frost at Nebraska, all that stuff. Um, but more than anything, just kind of therapeutic to do it against Oklahoma. If it gets done, that would be yeah, obviously the biggest win in the Frost regime, but uh, maybe the best win or the best feeling win for Nebraska – my goodness, uh, you know, i have to say, you know, back to the Bo days or, you know, kind of going back to then. So uh, that will be fun as, uh, as Nebraska takes on Oklahoma. We'll be looking forward to that. Of course, you have to take care of business first in Dublin. You got to go get your get your luck back in Dublin first against Northwestern. So we're counting to that, to that as well. Uh, Stricker, are you going to stick around for the next 15 minutes or are you going to make the run?
0: I can. Uh, it looks like uh, that's about what I got left.
1: All right, All right. We'll, we'll keep you here then. And uh, we'll be back here on the block here in just a few minutes. Uh, we'll r- wrap up uh, talking a little bit about uh, what's kind of going on today. Um, the Athletics says to move Russell Westbrook to the bench. I already said that. We'll talk about that more. I think that actually could work for the Lakers. So we'll talk about that next year on the block at 93.7 the tickets.